Well, hello, dear listeners. It is I, once again, DJ Starsage, coming to you from the Alibug Studios, my podcasting office at home. And uh, as I am coming to you, it is about midday on the last week of June. We're a couple of weeks into summer. Huzzah! And you're in store for another episode of Surely You Jest. How have you been? What are you up to? Or what have you been up to? It is three months into a thing that we're calling quarantine. During this viral pandemic of COVID-19, back in mid-March, here in not-quite-apple country, the great state of New York decided it was time to close down public business. And that's when the folks at the candy shop, where I normally uh, call my salt mine, sent us home to work. Basically, our governor made the decision that if employees had the ability to work from home, that non-essential positions, companies were required to let their employees work from home. Which was quite a big deal, because in uh, my line of work, they like to think that working from home is a privilege for upper management only. Of course, the other side of that is, they'd like you to think that uh, they could also pay you less, because, well, you're not going into a building that they have to heat and cool and provide electricity to, but... uh, You know, they'll be sure to uh, dock you if uh, something goes awry with your internet. Thankfully, that has only happened to me once. Knock on fake wood. (laughs) Um, But anyways, the candy shop was due to have its employees return to our illustrious gag building in downtown, um, basically Murder Alley in Oslo. It's a a beautiful building, brick, built uh, during World War II. And, uh, yeah, they saved a bunch of money sticking us there because they own the building. Anyways, we were due to return to the building at the end of June because what they call Phase 2 of New York on pause was due to expire. That meant that the governor was giving the okay for some businesses to open back up. Now, uh, of course, in reality, that was relaxed a little bit. There was a extension granted, and then basically the governor said, you're on your own. You know, um, it was decided that the state would be making decisions on 
what businesses are opening based upon region. So a cluster of counties in this corner and that corner of the state would pool their numbers, finding out what their cases, number of cases of uh, folks testing positive for the, the coronavirus were, and uh, if they could afford to open again. Of course, I'm sure there was a fair amount of pressure to reopen as people were losing money, losing business. In fact, there's quite a few mom and pop places locally I've seen. Uh, the likes of well, little places like tattoo parlors that uh, have had to close their doors because when you're not making money, you can't pay the rent. Time for a sip of iced coffee. I do believe that that is um, caramel, chocolate caramel truffle sweetener. That's my chair. And uh, anyways, now we've been extended in my office to the uh, glorious month of September. And uh, you won't hear any complaints from me because uh, without certain assurances for my own safety and health, I was in no hurry to return to that downtown location, especially considering that I would be walking amongst the masses. Uh, there are businesses like banks and, well, even uh, government offices there, so you get all sorts of folks uh, arriving and waiting outside of buildings and you know, uh, who's to say that they're all taking proper precautions? So, um, I was just a little delighted that after speaking to my union about those precautions being taken before we were asked to go back to our building, that um, our manager, who I'm going to call Kelly, um, Kelly's a conservative type and possibly the sort who thinks that it's uh, all a hoax that we should be wearing these masks because, uh, you know, oh, it's not gonna hurt you to be close. Your loved ones and your, your faith in, uh, you know, greater power are gonna protect you. But uh, it tickled me to no end when uh, Kelly had to announce that we would not be returning to the building until at least September. And, um, well, I'll comment more about that later. So, what has been going on here at Chateau Star Sage? Well, I've been making use of the time, and uh, it's been a little over a month since our sweet little lost boy passed away. I've been helping out what I like to call our tribe. Uh, we have two girl kitty cats, and, well, they, of course, were quite attached to their their male companion, and uh, he was sort of their, their, their cat daddy. And, well, it's been a month of adjusting. You know, we uh, have uh, different amounts of personal time that we can uh, share between the two. And uh, we've, you know, actually changed the setup of the house to a degree. Um, 
when our boy got sick the other year and was diagnosed with his thyroid condition, we had to start separating our pets because, as some of you may not be aware, in the uh, feline world, in the cat community, um, they are very sensitive to sickness and we'll isolate each other uh, when it comes to that because there's a fear that what one has will pass on to another. So, you know, maybe we could learn from that experience, folks. Uh, maybe our uh, feline counterparts there are a little smarter about going about their business than some of our, uh, you know, homo sapien varieties these days. Anyways, we took down some temporary uh, partitions and now there's freer roaming and well our one girl kitty cat she she seems to be a little less shy than she was she's getting more attention more affection and uh, certainly being able to go where she pleases has helped and with me at home you know she um, is able to sit in the window all day if she wants <laughs> And they get bed throughout the day, so of course, you know, who wouldn't love that? But, uh, you know, thankfully I've had this time to be here with our kitties, and our girls have adjusted, and they're, they're coming out of their depression, and I am certainly thankful that I'm able to spend this time with them, because, you know, remembering that you have other responsibilities is often a good distraction when you get stuck in a rut. You know, you, you when you've got a friend that you can lean on or talk to, it is always a welcome change to things. Tommy Billy has been juggling two jobs lately. Now I know what you're saying, you're asking me, didn't he lose a job? Well, not technically, although that will be happening. Granger's is in the process of closing. They're one of many businesses that suffered during this pandemic. They had just reinvented themselves and had taken a risk in closing half their stores. And, you know, during this time they've been shut down. They've been sitting idle, not making money. So all those loans and things were due and they have to close shops. So hubby is helping them a couple of days a week to, uh, you know, clean the shelves and uh, sell that last bit of merchandise before they're going to be closing their doors forever. And in the meantime, he is also uh, learning his way, is uh, earning his new hat, so to speak, at Hoarder's Paradise. He's learning the reins there and uh, trying to learn the ropes and uh, you know he he's having a little bit of an adjustment period simply because of different management styles and uh, well unfortunately it would seem that someone in management at his new store is a little bit of a sourpuss <laughs> just talking about cats wasn't I but uh, this person apparently has short timers. You know what, when they say that somebody 
is um, going to be graduating soon. They don't have, uh, you know, anything long-term in their mind. Well, it's kind of that deal. This, this person, I have it on good authority, is possibly looking towards other opportunities or maybe just hanging up their hat at this stage of life. And, uh, well, it uh, is not close enough that it's going to be over very soon. So, Javi has to suck it up and uh, pour a little sugar in the gas tank, if you know what I mean, and stick with it. But um, after having been in his previous company for 12 years, this should prove uh, a much bigger challenge, or uh, a much smaller challenge, I should say. So, in the meantime, I am here in Chateau Starsage, and I've become Gladys Kravitz. You don't know what that is? Okay. You just need to look and find the 60s classic sitcom Bewitched. That's all I'm going to say about that. Nosy neighbor. And I've been looking out my windows, and, well, my neighbors out here are not quite apple country. They're not exactly the best examples to be living by, because, uh, well, they've been having their parties. They've been having their kids' school friends over for, you know, uh, camping in the backyard. They've been having birthday parties. And there is not a single mask to be seen. Not even a stylish scarf or bandana just being worn as some of the uh, more rural agrarian folks who tend to uh, have in their pocket there. Nope, no masks at all. And uh, it just worries me because uh, these are the reasons why I try not to leave the house that often. You know, we, we got our groceries delivered, and the only time that I leave the house nowadays is if I have to pick something up at the store. But I'm in there with a mask, and I'm in and out, and I've got my sanitizer, and of course, if you're using sanitizer, folks, and you've got fur babies, make sure you wash your hands afterwards, because that stuff can be toxic to them if it gets on their coats. But anyways, uh, irresponsible neighbors, and you know, it makes me worry for others in my family too. My sister Betty had surgery just a few months ago, right on the cusp of when all of this hit. In fact, the hospital where she had her surgery had some of its first cases just down the hall from her recovery room. So it, it wasn't exactly encouraging, but uh, she did uh, manage to get home and released after her surgery on the usual time scale of, a, of an overnight, but uh, the members of her family, they're not quite responsible. They may be of that similar persuasion to that Kelly lady that I was telling you about, who, you know, seems to think that... Uh, no harm can befall them. If there's good intentions, I'm sure some of you know people like this. Well, my sister has invited me out to places like flea 
flea markets and says, I won't go in if the crowd is too big. No. Well, she wants to plan a get-together for my nephew's upcoming birthday, which is right around the holiday. And I'm sorry, but despite the fact that he has probably always had a difficult time making plans for his birthday, the holiday is also when a lot of people get together anyways. So during times like this, it's going to be next to impossible to find anywhere to get together, if even just for lunch across the long table from each other when everyone's scrambling for their 4th of July picnic. So, despite the fact that it's been months since I have seen my sister, I think I will say thank you, but I love you too much to risk it. It, uh, it really is not a far stretch of the imagination to understand this crisis we're going through. I mean, we were raised by a woman who was a career nurse. This is every bit as scary as the early days of the AIDS crisis in the 80s. And I was barely old enough to know what was going on then. I still consider myself fortunate to have made it to my age without having any riskier exposure. So... Just, uh, I'm in awe of folks like my sister, who, uh, despite, well, good intentions, risks exposure to, uh, quench that loneliness. Well, bringing it back to, uh, closer to home, here at Chateau Star Sage, it has certainly been a month, because shortly after our Pretty Cat's passing, we learned that the 60, yes, 60-year-old septic system, septic system? Yes. For those of you who grew up or live somewhere, there are not streetlights or sidewalks, more than likely you do not have the, uh, the urban convenience of a sewer. When you flush, it doesn't go off somewhere magical under the street. No, it probably goes out into your backyard, into a pit that was dug when your home was built. And uh, it's, it's basically a complicated system of concrete vaults and uh, gravel. Anyways, in uh, most homes in the country, that's a system that uh, gets taken care of regularly. And unfortunately, unlike something such as your refrigerator, your washing machine, or heck, even your furnace or hot water tank, septic systems do not have a guideline, or at least in the state of New York, do not have a guideline that says after a certain age, this needs to be replaced. Isn't that strange? I don't know if you rent or if you own, but to me, that seems insane. The roof? Yes, the roof. I don't say rough or rough. R-O-O-F. The shingles. 
on top of my house. They were replaced just two years before we bought this house, so I can rest easy on that. But now, eight years into living at this house, we've been handed over the reality that if you want to keep living here, you're going to have to sacrifice what basically is equivalent to a year's worth of mortgage payments. All to dig up your backyard and put something in underground that you're never going to see again. I tell you folks, I adore the amenities of living outside of an urban area. I love the fact that I can look out my window and not see what's on TV in my neighbor's living room. The fact that I could walk in my backyard and not have to be worried about the neighbor's fence. Those are things that uh, relieve me and give me peace of mind. But having to replace something in the ground like that and spend a year's mortgage just uh, it is maddening so we have to get our septic system replaced and uh, I'm sure I'll tell you more about that eventually but uh, apologies for the knocking I guess my neighbors are doinking around and I'm in my office with windows open so I'm podcasting with windows open hello Indivira since it's June and summer it was recently pride in a lot of cities or at least it used to be before this uh, pandemic but uh, you know although I lived in Texas and California it wasn't until I lived in Colorado that I attended my first pride parade that was in Denver. The parades were huge in those days. This was the early 2000s. The parade route was probably a couple of miles, and it was always started, and I think this is a gay pride tradition, by the, and uh, this is not a pun, Dykes on Bikes, a group of lesbian motorcycle enthusiasts. They always start off the parade. Now, since returning to my home state of New York, I haven't been to any Pride Parades. Oslo has them, but it's a much smaller affair than what I'm used to. I guess maybe I'm uh, concerned I'd just be disappointed. Maybe, though, it's just my age. You know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now, and I've been married for the last nine years, so I guess maybe... Would you agree, some of you, that going to a pride parade is something you do as a single person? I also don't live near the city. Hubby and I bought our home between two communities because uh, we both worked in opposite directions. Anyways, when I was younger, I used to be caught up in the angst of the disadvantages life had handed out to me. Despite having a terrific father, who fought to make sure his kids had better than him. There was distance with my paternal relations, dad's side of the family, and the predominantly traditional, conservative, church-going, rural environment I was brought up in. Well, it, it was limiting. 
if I had it to do over, I'd have gotten better grades, and I would have gotten a degree somewhere I could have been amongst more diversity. And maybe I would have taken my mother's maiden name, I'd like to think. I have more in common with that side. I came out at 22, after wandering through three schools in two years. I fled to Texas to live with my older boyfriend then. The last time I saw my dad alive was at the bus station the day before I flew out. I had no idea a year and a half later I'd be coming back for his funeral. Even though today's generation supposedly has advantages, I can't imagine what it would be like to have access to like-minded others before I was old enough to drink or vote. I remember concocting a relationship out of a series of chat room conversations. Then I just needed, wanted, someone to talk to. It blows my mind to think that today's youth doesn't have to sneak into their parents' office after they've gone to bed to use the computer or into the den at the wee hours just to watch Cinemax. To some degree, I wonder if all we've managed to do with this technology we can fit into our pockets is to marry the idea of the underwear model with an Olympic athlete, and in the process sweep the kind-hearted average Joe or Jill under the rug. We're really not doing ourselves much favors in the realm of inclusive positive imagery. And don't even get me started about underage drinking and tobacco use. Yes. This is from the cat daddy with no human kids of his own. In short, too late. It's officially the beginning of summer. Surely, DJ, you have some exciting plans in store. Who are you kidding? Not with a pandemic. Not with hubby at a new job. We won't be having a weekend getaway even for our anniversary. The best thing that could happen at this point is I'm still working from home come the holidays. I loathe having to sacrifice my hard-earned time off to avoid a tardy, you know, an absentee, just because some soccer mom couldn't put down her wine slushy while trying to drive her magical SUV on the winter roads. Speaking of enjoying the summer, we only have a couple of more episodes, actually three more, of that show I do with my co-host, my partner in crime, my nerd brother, Mr. Toppy Smelly, Matinee Minutia, that show about film and television trivia. Now, this Friday, July 3rd, yes, the day before Independence Day, Toppy and I are going to be getting together at the beautiful historical marionette theater on Univaz at 9 p.m. Eastern. And what are we going to be talking about, you ask? Well, we're going to be talking about the long-running 70s sitcom The Bob Newhart Show. No, not that one where he had a bed and breakfast in New England. I'm talking about the original where his wife was the sultry Suzanne Plachette. And, uh, they borrowed that guy from I Dream a Genie, Bill Daly, that was, Miss, was Major Healy on that show. 
he was the neighbor, their uh, their airline pilot friend, on the six years that that program ran on CBS. And uh, Bob Newhart played a psychologist who every day you got to see leaving the office and going home to his wife and apartment. And life was all about their friends and his patients. So, drop by Univaz. Go to Matinee Minutia, M-A-T-I-N-E-E, Minutia, M-I-U-N, M-I-N-U-T-I-A-E dot com. Yes, Toppy, I misspell it sometimes, too. Click on the tower for audio to listen to the show. And, uh, you know, you could click on that little mask there. It looks like a little game controller. It says Discord. That's her chat room. Why don't you drop by? And we'll be talking about the Bob Newhart Show. And uh, all of our favorite moments of the best episodes... And just trying to add a little levity to this experience of life we're going through at a time of year that should be fun, because this is when the kids used to be getting off from school, and we used to be able to plan trips to go see our relatives in other states, or maybe even just get out of town and go to somewhere beautiful. No, that's not happening. So, uh, why don't you, uh, put a beautiful place in your mind? Maybe listen to some jazz. Or, uh, you know, dig out some of that music from when you were a kid and you just come out of the closet and were in a club for the first time. Alrighty, folks. That is all for now. Tweet me on Twitter at DJ Starsage. Email me, djstarsage at gmail.com. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's Gone Wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast with me. Paul the Shy Yeti.